Hello and welcome, my name is Coach Pav and today I'm going to be discussing why your ego is your best friend in cycling performance. It's important to remember we all have an ego and often we talk about that that in being a negative kind of your egotistical egocentric sort of blame pointing the finger and, and putting someone down or you know not necessarily putting them down but trying to correct someone especially if they uh, do seem like they fall uh, internally rather than um, you know being more of a community player. But I think if we look at athletes in general, some of the world's best athletes are also the most egotistical. And I think in some respects, if you're going to be a star on the world stage, you do have to be incredibly egocentric, very, very egotistical and obviously very selfish. Looking at the likes of Michael Jordan, um, even Cristiano Ronaldo, some of the world's greatest players in any sport just love themselves. I mean, probably the classic if you're a football soccer fan, Zlatan Ibrahimovic is uh, always talking about himself in uh, um, third person, describes himself as a lion, but um, also is playing into his 40s, I believe he is now, which is incredible for playing soccer at that or football at that, um, that age and at that level. So I think that what we need to discuss, though, is how that relates um, or what I'm going to discuss today is how that relates to, to you as an amateur athlete and what you can do in order to leverage your ego to actually be a better, a stronger cyclist. Unfortunately, of course, as a coach, I have seen far too many people who have come to work with me who are at the bottom rung, or I've heard stories of people who quit. And I think that a lot of that comes from just over expectations. I think what our ego tends to do is inflate our own say, sense of self-worth entitlement or actual performance or ability and you know i think that there's a lot of ways in which you can make sure that actually you don't get to the point where your expectations are based around ego egotism because ultimately you're setting yourself up for a failure right you're setting yourself up for a massive fall if you led lead yourself to believe that actually you should be the best or you should be winning races or you should be you no know, kicking ass and uh, and then you don't. And a lot of this I talk about, obviously, if you've read, listened to or watched any of my uh, information on, on around commitment kind of ties into that, because what we talk about with commitment is you have to have expectations that are realistic in terms of where your goals are. And it's perfectly normal as an amateur athlete to have to have training fit around work and family and stuff like that. And um, I think that that's where a lot of uh, a lot of amateur athletes fall down is that they set goals that are too high thinking that they'll be able to sacrifice everything else um in reality it's just not feasible which is a shame because ultimately as soon as you start to slip it becomes a sort of spiral or a whirlpool where the only way out is to is to quit and that's kind of a similar thing with e being you know an egotistical athlete is that actually our egos can be very destructive and self-sabotaging and what we want to do is make sure we leverage that in a way that is productive and helpful rather than destructive and takes away our um uh you know our ways and i think one of the funniest things about being egotistical is that you often don't know that you're egotistical or you're ego-led 
your ego is very good at tricking you into believing that this is you know you know the right thing for you um and it's only when you know you fall flat on your face that you realize that maybe you've you've not Here's a big old non-exhaustive list of possible ways that your ego is negatively affecting you. And if you think that there's an, a couple or more of these traits which you fall into, this blog or this um, content rather is going to be uh, really, really applicable to you. So here we go. Criticizing and judging others, manipulative behavior, being closed or inflexible to other people or their opinion, mood swings, a constant need for approval or praise, a need to feel superior to others. Regular feeling or living in fear, overly anxious, being uncooperative, taking processes, rights or life too seriously, easily taking offence, constantly worrying, feeling of resentment towards others, an inability to live in the present moment, feeling of hopelessness or despair, and the need to take power or control your life or others. So again, I think the one thing to remember here is we're not looking to get rid of our ego. Our ego is very important. A lot of it stems back to when we were hunter-gatherers and we had to search for food or you know, protect ourselves against other tribes and stuff. And our ego was very good and useful in ensuring we recognize dangers. And now, honestly, like for most of us, especially if you're watching this, that none of those problems uh, exist anymore. So our ego has to have something to keep itself busy. And unfortunately, that falls on this. But it's also really important that we have an ego. Um, if you didn't have an ego, for example, it's highly likely that you wouldn't, you know, commit to anything at all. You wouldn't feel the need to, to work or even, you know, train for anything. And we can definitely leverage our ego in, in positive ways to, to make you a stronger cyclist. So we'll move into that um, right now. So again, I always talk about mental fitness regime or routine, um, which includes stuff like meditation, gratitude practice, mindfulness training and stuff like that. And I think that that's one of the biggest ways, at least for me, where I have seen such massive growth uh, in terms of understanding how my ego actually affects me and drives me and um, has leveraged me in the past. And when I, when I read out or I wrote out those lists of traits earlier, I can tell you that in, in my life, I've probably experienced all of those. <laughs> I'm definitely a lot better now. So let's talk about how we can leverage the, the ego and why that would be. So a study conducted using video gamers at John Hopkins University found that participants were on average 5% better at the video game and sometimes as much as 20% better when they were performing in front of others. Now, I know we're not playing a video game. Maybe if you're on Zwift or something like that, we could include that. But ultimately, we are riding. Having said that, if you have ever performed any physical activity in front of people, I bet that you are now nodding your head or agreeing and saying, actually, yes, that kind of gratification others give you, whether that's clapping, cheering or whatever, when you are performing is um, incredibly powerful. Nobody wants to walk their bike up the hill in front of people. Five to 20% better if you perform in front of other people, just because you know, you're leveraging your ego and you don't want to look bad. So what are the best ways in which you can go about doing that? And there's this, this, this is where I think you'll take some stuff away. And you don't have to do all of them, don't have to do any of them, to be honest. But I think that if you did do some of these, I think that you will help yourself in terms of committing to your goals, getting the training done and actually seeing good improvements, especially if you're somebody that has some motivation issues or struggles with high intensity training. And I think that that's a lot of people. Number one for me, share your goals with other people and this is a really good solid start of keeping you accountable. So 
when I say involving other people, you don't need to blast it across social media. I think that that's a bit redundant now. It also sets you up for a failure a little bit. You know, I think that honestly, social media for me, I'm not massively on it. I think it's become a place where everybody just likes to have an argument nowadays um, in most most of it. You probably got your tribe that you love, share it with them. And I'm sure that if your social media is very closed off, not open to the whole world, then you're probably thinking it's a safe place to share it. I would definitely share this with the people around you that make you feel safe about what you want to do because they'll help you keep accountable. It's a massive, massive boost to your motivation and in terms of committing to training as well when you actually share that. Another another one which is kind of a bit more effort, um, which is going to help with your uh, interval training, your high intensity stuff, is to uh, potentially live stream your hard indoor sessions. Now, I know a lot of people who would be more than happy to help out with getting that set up. Good friend Pete Donahue at uh, Team ZF, which is a Facebook group, but predominantly, obviously, very big on Zwift, live streamed a lot of his workouts. And, um, and I think that actually that's a really powerful motivator. Obviously, of course, it's a, a bit of technical work there. It's certainly maybe a bit of effort, but what about joining up a spin class? I know typically as a coach, I don't often like it when clients are doing spin classes, mainly because I can't control what that looks like. But if it's going to get the high intensity sort set up and you can get some data from my perspective, I can get data and analyze it, then I'm fairly happy that that's getting done. If that means that there's a significant performance boost from you know just mentally being able to push harder in front of other people. Why not group trainer sessions um, with your club? And of course, this can be virtual. I have a lot of local clubs from went back in the UK that I know of. I think Thanet RC are one that do regular time trials on Swifts and stuff like that. You can do, uh, you know, Teams ZF again, do regular group train workouts. You don't need to be doing the same workout. You could do your workouts with other people, jump on Discord or, you know, Zoom or something like that. And then, you know, train. And I think that that will help. A great way to do that, take that outside if you're somebody that lives uh, lives out well, lives outside like like uh, like me and a lot of my clients that live in uh, warm climates like California. Actually, joining a hard group ride is great, like chain gangs, even time trials, short ones, stuff like that is great. Another way doing it is just pay a coach. You know, it doesn't have to be me. It's an incredibly powerful tool to keep you accountable, motivate you, and everything like that. Is honestly the, the the possibilities are you know endless with working with a coach. And of course, once you start paying for it, you'll want to see the biggest return on your investment. The last thing which I mentioned earlier is finding your tribe. This is a really, really important one because as I said, that this kind of egotistical stuff is you're almost playing a little bit with fire, especially when you involve other people because those people could turn out to be arseholes. And let's be honest, there's a lot of them out there. So you need to make sure that you protect yourself at all times and only involve people who are going to tell you in a constructive manner when you're messing up or you're not doing it. And um, unfortunately, especially in social media, there are a lot of people out there that can't wait to put you down and make that make you feel as miserable as they obviously do. So find your tribe, um, whether that's a small group of friends on you know Facebook or your family or even your club, right? Club's usually a perfect example of that. And then yeah, you go, you share all of this, you do all of this with them, and um, that's just one way you can start to, you know, one big way you can start to leverage your own, uh, you know, ego to to see those girls. So I am just going to wrap this up with my top five tips to successfully leveraging your ego for cycling performance improvements. Tell other people about your goals, involve others in your training, continue to work on your mental strength, work with a coach, and find your tribe. That is everything that you uh, you need to know about leveraging your ego um, to help improve your cycling performance. Thank you so much. Obviously, if you are on YouTube, leave me a, a comment or a thumbs up or share with your friends. And 
if you're uh, similarly if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform if that's an option and if you're either of those two don't forget to check out the description where you can find lots more uh, links to relevant information thank you so much for, for watching i hope you've enjoyed it as much as i have my name is coach pav have an awesome day 